Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hello, and welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. We are going to talk about um, a conversation, actually a couple conversations that Maria and I had uh, with some other coaches. Um, and we were, we were chatting a little bit before we hopped on to record this. And uh, I think that we're going to coin this episode as the quest for validation. Um, I feel like there's a lot of coaches out there, including ourselves from time to time, um, that just are really looking for validation in some way whether it be from ourselves or from outside sources. Uh, but just having that feeling of just like pure confidence of like, yes, like I am doing this. This is who I am. I, my, my capabilities are where they need to be. Um, you know, all of these different types of things, right. To make us just feel a little bit more confident. Yeah. Um, so Marie and I are going to unpack a few conversations that we had. Um, actually they're conversations from coaches who were in our uh, Facebook group, the New Money Habits Financial Coaches. Uh, we just kind of connected with these coaches through there and um, hopped on the phone with them. Uh, they had a few questions that they wanted to run past us. And uh, this, these are just a few nuggets from those conversations. Um, my conversation I had, I think, was probably like a 45-minute conversation. And Maria, I think you said that you spent like 90 minutes. I did. Talking. I did. We really connected and, and found some common ground and some, some spots for teaching and learning from each other. So if I've got the time, I love giving it. <laughs> so, yeah, it was fun. And, but I will say that the conversation had absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about today. It just so happens that, you know, when, when we start conversations, we can pull out nuggets in lots of different ways. And it was just something that I saw and heard in what he was saying. And so I think that, I think that it goes right in accordance to what you were talking about earlier. And I think we should definitely unpack it. Yeah. You were, you were being a coach. I was being a coach. A, yeah. Yeah. Conversation I, started, it unfolded and then you saw and heard things and yes. you're like, Hey, this is what I'm seeing and hearing. Yes. And of course I got permission from him first to, to offer that. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I have a hard time turning that off. I think it's part of who mm -hmm. I am. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. yep. I feel that. So um, I guess I'll start with my conversation first. Yeah. Is that all right? Oh, of course. All right, cool. So I hopped on the phone with a uh, newer and aspiring coach. Um, she's actually like just freshly starting. Uh, so much so that she's like getting her first beta clients. Um, she's talking about like getting like a business page set up and like all this kind of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And she had a lot of questions like, how do I do this? How do I do that? Uh, which I was more than happy to help her kind of get stuff off stuff off, off the ground. Um, but there was one moment in our conversation that I just basically told her like, hold on a second, because <laughs> I see where you're going with this. And I think that if you keep that same mindset and that same kind of like perspective on things that it's actually not going to work out very well for you. Mm. Um, and it, for, for this conversation, the biggest thing that stood out to me was that like, she just wanted to have everything in the right place, like perfectly. Okay. Right? Um, you know, she really wanted to make sure that all of her boxes were checked. 
uh, that she was like getting everything that she needed to do set up the way that they need to be set up, all that kind of stuff. And the big thing that she kept saying was like, I just want to be, uh, I want to be seen as like a professional. I want to, I want to be seen as like someone who knows what they're doing. Some, someone who has things together, like professional, professional, professional. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that's when I paused her. I was like, you know, I understand the, the desire for that because like, you know, you do want to come across as someone who knows what they're doing. Right. Right. Um, someone that, you know, you go to a business page on Facebook and you're like, wow, like this is like a legitimate business. Okay. That makes sense. Um, but I told her, I was like, you know, I think that if you, if you're so focused on having the appearance of being a professional, um, that that could actually take away from just like the genuineness and the authenticity, uh, of who you are, you know, because think about it. When we have a prospect, a potential client that might be looking for someone to help them with their money, mm-hmm. they're, they're not really going to be like looking for like this suit and tie guy or whatever. Thank goodness. Um, Cause I can't do right. that. <laughs> right. Or whatever, you know, uh, <laughs> to, you know, step in and be like, you know, Hey, like I know what to do with your money and like, you know, nose up and everything like that. Right. What they're looking for is someone to connect with. Yeah. They're really looking for someone who understands them, someone who is real, someone who has a story. Um, and I told her, I was like, you know, I think, I think that if you were to get the business page set up and do all those things, there's nothing wrong with that. But with your messaging, I really want to encourage you to not just be like this person who's like, I have all the answers. I can solve all your problems. Um, instead, you know, just communicate that like, you're a real person too. And like, tell your story, you know, like I'm, I'm sure that you've, you've come from a place to where maybe you were struggling with your finances at one place or at one time and that what it looked like for you during that time, how did it feel? You know, what did it look like for you and your, your husband? Um, and just share that experience of like where you were and how you got to where you are now and what you're trying to do for other people now mm-hmm. too. Um, so it's really all centered around conversations versus a perception of professionalism. Yeah. And I think that if, if you were to do that, um, that you're going to have a lot more success. And she was like, yeah, <laughs> I get that. Mm-hmm. And, she, and, and we didn't really dive too much into the validation sides of things, but you know, that happened a few weeks ago. And it, as time passed on, it made me just kind of, I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, I think that that's something that a lot of coaches struggle with. And that's something that I struggled with when I was first starting. Like I wanted to be perceived as this person who wasn't a fraud, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, is that you're already validated. You are. How so? Because it, it, it starts with yourself, mm. you know, like, the, the sheer desire for you to have a helping heart to want to help other people in honestly, some of the most intimate ways, which is with your finances, most coaches, now I don't want to say all coaches, but 
pretty much all of them. <laughs> pretty much all of them. I don't want to say all, but I'm going to say all. <laughs> they do have a story. Mm -hmm. They got themselves into a place to where they think, okay, like if I can do it, then I can help other people do it too. And that alone is valid validating. And that starts with you, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, you know, if you were to just like nurture that and really empower that versus looking for outside sources mm -hmm. to empower that, that it's going to grow, you mm -hmm. know, it's, it's going to blossom in its own way in time. Uh, but if you were to start the opposite, you know, the, the outside in, I think that you're really going to struggle on the, on the way in. Yeah. So a couple of things I heard you say, and I heard you say it in a few different ways. I think you used the word appear, um, and I don't remember what the other word was that, but it was very much in the, it was same, similar to that. And it was that idea of appearing professional. And, mm -hmm. and I actually made a note about, you know, appearing professional versus just being professional. And it, when you say that you're looking for that outside validation, I think sometimes that really is more about the appearance, you know, yeah. especially in this world of social media and you know, having your entire life just on display for everybody. It's easy to think that whatever you look like on the outside is what's going on behind the scenes. And it's kind of like, you know, the Wizard of Oz, which I don't even know if you're old enough to know the real Wizard of Oz, uh, but it's it's that. What's the Wizard of Oz? Are you messing with me? You really? Is that <laughs> is that what they say? Uh, May the force be with you or something? No. You are messy. No, I, I am. Okay, I'm like, oh my gosh, I know you're young, but come on, give me a break. Um, but yeah, you know, like the, the man behind the curtain, it's just like, it, it's the reality. And that's what he was looking for too, right? He was trying to appear in a way that was not real. And when it all came down to it, all they needed was him to draw out of them what they already had inside of them. And so I think that as we're looking for that validation or, or we're wanting to appear professional, just be professional. Now that's going to require us to actually define that word for ourselves. What does professional mean to you? And, mm -hmm. and I heard you use the word professional and perfection kind of interchangeably. And I know you didn't do that on purpose. It's just, I think sometimes we think that that has to be the case that professional yeah. equals perfection. And that's, yeah. that's not true either. So, uh, so yeah, I just want people to realize like, let's, let's make sure that the way we're coming across is less important than how we actually are. Because what if you come across as being professional and perfect behind the curtain? I mean, uh, in front of the curtain, and then they peel that back and they're like, Oh, you're just, you're not, you're not who you said you were. Well, now you're a fraud. Now you really are a fraud. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so you had also said something about not wanting to be a fraud. And I think that's where uh, I think that's where the conversation with my other coach comes into play here. Um, this individual was talking about how he didn't charge a lot, which is fine. I don't want to go down that path right now about pricing. It was what he said after that statement that I, I'm caused me to pause him. And it was because I don't yet know what I'm doing. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, 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 time out. You know, the more that, and of course I just went straight to the, the subconscious mind. Like the more that you say that, that's what you are hearing and that's what you start to believe. So what I wanted to do with him was just help him reframe that statement so that he didn't 
he didn't put himself out there fraudulently, you know, that he knows everything and that he's going to be the one who has all of the, all of the right answers or all the right tools for somebody, but not that he doesn't know what he's doing because he does know what he's doing for the person that he needs to help. Right. Mm -hmm. As long as he's at least one or two steps further than the person who he's trying to help, then he does know what he's doing and he doesn't have to be 35 steps ahead of that person. So the reframe I helped him with was I'm still learning. That's it. That's a good one. Cause I'll tell you what, I am learning every day. That's what I told him about myself. And I'm like, and if you've stopped yep. learning, then you're really not growing either. <laughs> so, and that's not going to help the people that you're with. And if we're, if we come into something thinking that we need to know everything, we're not going to be good coaches. Right. What I tell my clients is I've known you for two weeks, two hours, two months, two years. I mean, whatever, however long I've known them, you've known you your whole life. So for me to think that I'm going to know more about what's good for you than what you know truly is what good for you, that's ridiculous on its face. And so I have to be constantly learning, not just learning what's out there in the world for us to learn about, you know, whether it's coaching techniques, tools, those things are definitely important. But I also need to be learning about the person I'm helping on a regular basis, because that person is very different than the person I had an hour before that person. And Mm -hmm. if I try to pick it up and just say, well, everything that I did with person A is going to be the same and work for person B, that's not true because person A is different than person B. And so I think that that's one of the things that as as we're looking for that validation, let's actually be professional. Let's be learners and then have those clients tell us what they got from that. That's where your validation is going to come from. Not from the appearance of what you think that you want people to look, you know, appear to be. It's going to be, how did you actually help them? And it's probably going to be in a way that you didn't even think you were going to help them. It might be something that's actually much, much greater than what you thought you were going to do, but just a little bit different. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that with both of these scenarios, um, what, what's really, uh, I don't want to say lacking, but like there's, there's something there that's missing. Mm. Right. Um, and to me, it sounds like both individuals and probably because they're, they're first starting out, right? Like, you know, they're, they're just kind of feeling the water right now, dipping their toes in. Um, they're they're falling short on a on a set a certain level of confidence. I right? agree. Um, and that is something that does come in time. Um, now I'm sure that there's someone listening to this right now that's like, "Yep, that's me," right? Mm-hmm. But I can say that I'm not a confident person, so that's that's pretty tough for me to do. Uh, what I can say is that no one is born confident. I don't know. My three-year-old seems really confident. (laughs) Right. Right. And I I joke. I half joke. um, But I am going to push back there a little bit. I think some of us really are born confident. I really do. I think that societal pressures, uh, you know, the way that the parents, the way that we raise kids, I think a lot of that gets tamped down. 
you know, because we're trying to civilize those children. <laughs> so I'm not suggesting that we shouldn't parent or anything like that. Please do not misunderstand that statement. But as we civilize people, I do believe that we are kind of saying, you know, you don't, you, you are not yet competent enough to run through that street. You know, you don't understand all of the dangers around you and all that stuff. So I do think that a lot of us are born with that confidence and then it's kind of stripped from us slowly but surely. Mm -hmm. Or reinforced because the reason I said that is like, I really think that confidence is something that is a learned skill. Okay. I really, really believe mm -hmm. that because, you know, you can, you can like grow up and, and maybe not be a very confident person and even go into your early adulthood and not be very confident. Um, however, there are certain things that you can do to put yourselves into situations that require you yeah. to be confident. Yeah. Right. And those, those situations a lot of people don't do them because the only way that you get, that you become confident is if you go up against something that you're scared of. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And That's so, yep. And I think too, that um, just to add to what I said earlier, I think that we are born with that confidence, but it is a false confidence in a lot of ways because there mm -hmm. is a lot, oftentimes not that fear and not all kids. I mean, I had children, I have four children and three of them definitely had more of that healthy fear that they were born with. My fourth one though, like she was born fearless. So we, and it's a, it is a self, I mean, excuse me, a false sense of confidence because it's like, she'll just be like, I got this mom. And she has no idea what she's talking about. Right. Um, and she, she is fearless. She would just jump into a pool, not knowing how to swim. Like there, there is not any of that, um, the reality that goes along with it. So I agree with you, Cody, that, that it is, it has to be honed and either way, either you're born with a false confidence and it needs to be, um, you know, rooted in reality or you're born without that confidence and it needs to be learned. Yeah. Uh, when I was eight years old, I went out into a lightning storm. Oh, smart. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> yep. and I, and I was like throwing my hands up to the sky trying to, because I thought I was Thor and I was like, <laughs> please, please like hit me with the lightning you know, uh, j just because, so yes. that's, that's definitely false confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, had to l I learned real quick from my mom that that <laughs> ripped from me pretty quickly. Uh, but then I got the, the reality of confidence <laughs> later on in life. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, and it, you know, the reason, the only reason I bring this up is because I think that a lot of the validation is rooted in a lack of confidence. Yeah. And I think that the only way to actually go about that is to just do things that either scare you or they make you uncomfortable mm -hmm. because that is the only time that we're able to actually grow. Yep. You know, like if you think about, if you, if you're, if you sit here and you listen to me speak, the only times that you've ever grown in your life is when you've gone through something difficult. It's when you've overcome something, mm -hmm. right? You don't grow through easy things. You go through hard things. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of people out there that may be struggling with this because they are desperately ready to grow, but they have yet to let go of something. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. And to me, letting go of just like that need for the external validation will then allow you to grow within your internal validation which then as a byproduct will give you the external validation, but you won't want it at that point. It won't matter to you. Right. Yeah. Because all that matters is, is what's within you. 
Yeah. And, and I always liken this whole process to, you know, a kid who learns how to crawl and then take a couple steps before they learn how to walk, before they learn how to run. And I think so many times as, as beginning coaches, we want to literally just get out the gates running. And we can't always do that. Uh, it, the way that we learn, the way that we gain that confidence is to crawl first. And, and that's absolutely okay. And that doesn't mean that you're not helping people. It just means that you're helping people who are closer to where you are right now than further down that spectrum. So, you know, the people who, if you are um, specifically a numbers person and a budget coach, for example, then help the people who are just needing help figuring out how to tamp, tamper down their lifestyle. If you start to get through that and you're like, you know what, there's more to this and I know I can help these individuals do some more, then you're going to start to walk, you know, take those few steps. And eventually after you've done it for a long time, you can run and you're going to be running with clients who are a lot different than the clients that you started crawling with. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. It's actually it's actually necessary. Like we need people who can crawl with some of the clients and we need people who can walk and people who can run. And so you just realize that you're going to be one of those coaches along that continuum at some point in your career. You, you're not always going to be the one who necessarily crawls. Yeah. It's okay not to try to get out of the gate running. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that even like with these two coaches, since they are relatively newer coaches. Yes. Um, you know, I think that with them, if they were to take a take an approach to not only gain new clients, but then also do things like what the gentleman that you spoke with, uh, which is raise your prices, right? Um, I think that if they were to be genuine and um, just share their, their, uh, their values, Mm -hmm. in their own story, mm -hmm. that that's really going to help attract clients. Now, it sounds or counterproductive, but it works. Um, you know, anyone who's listened to this show for, for a while knows that I'm a big social media guy. Um, so 99% of what I do is on social media. Um, and I will tell you that consistently, the, the posts that get the most likes or the most comments or, you know, the most um, conversions as far as like conversations started because people will see that post and then message me about it. The ones that do the best are the ones where I tell people that I messed up. The, the vulnerable ones. The vulnerable ones. Mm -hmm. Those ones are the ones that do the best. And they like that because they know that they can feel comfortable coming to them who's not comfortable coming to someone who doesn't have this perception of having it all figured out. Yeah. It's less intimidating for them. Yeah. I mean, if you're embarrassed about something as a client, right? If you, if you've done something that you're embarrassed about or whatever, I mean, you're, you're not really wanting to go to the person who has perfected <laughs> that system because you're like, well, I'm all the way over here. You know, I, I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel confident in doing that. Uh, as the client, I don't feel confident in talking to you because you seem to have it all together. And so, I mean, I know that that is a real, it's a real thing. It's a real feeling. It's like, you know, if you have a lot of weight that you want to lose, it's very intimidating to go to this, you know, perfectly sculpted 
person because you're like, I, yeah. I want to get there, you know, but I'm not there yet. And are they, are they judging where I am right now? You don't realize, you don't know if they've actually been through the trenches. So even the Greek gods, they need to be able to tell somebody about when they struggled, you know, through something. Um, and eventually they're going to, they're going to be with the people who have already laid those, those, that foundational groundwork. And they're going to be with the ones who are now running those the people who are running in our, our other analogy. Uh, so they're definitely needed. And they can still relate to the people who are in the beginning, if they're willing to be vulnerable enough to put that story out there. But there's a place for all of us in, in that continuum of coaching and confidence and learning and just all of those things. And so I, I do encourage anybody who's listening today to take a, take a real look at, at where you are. What are you, what are you willing to put out there? Um, are you willing to be vulnerable in an, in a way that allows people to come in and talk to you? In fact, when I, when I was talking to this individual, um, I was walking him through some processes that I'm working on in the background. And, um, I had told him that I, I'm not really great with spreadsheets. And of course, while I'm talking to him and I'm walking him through something, like I totally screw up some sort of formula on the spreadsheet. And, and I, and I said out loud, I'm like, well, you know, at least you know that. I don't, I'm not perfect. I haven't had, you know, I don't know what the hell I'm doing with this. And, and he was just able to chuckle and walk through that. And it didn't matter to him that I wasn't perfect at an Excel because I never, A, I never put myself out there as being perfect at that. Uh, and that's the other thing too. You guys start putting yourselves out there as in your case, Cody, uh, with the, the lady that you were talking to as this uber professional, you know, you're, you're going to start putting the, the bar pretty high. And people could be very easily disappointed if they come behind that curtain and they peek behind them like, oh, you're just you. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with just you. But if you've told them you're someone else, they're going to be disappointed. Yeah. So don't set them up for that. Yeah. And going back to what you said about the crawling versus walking mm-hmm. versus running. You know, if, you've, if you're listening to this and you, and you hear what Maria says there and you're identifying with... Uh, with being a person who's in the crawling phase. Um, that's okay. You know, like that's where everybody starts. That's where we started. When we first started coaching, we were definitely crawlers. If I'm know? honest, I constantly go back <laughs> to crawling. I mean, I'll, I'll have something where I'm like, oh, I've got this. I'm, I'm running with this now. And then, and then I run into a damn wall is what happens. I, I bump into a wall and I hurt myself so badly that I have to go back and crawl before I can then learn to walk and then run again. Because there are so many nuances, you guys, so many different things that, that we can learn. If, like we said earlier, if you're a constant learner, you will also learn how to crawl often. It's not, it's not like this thing where you just arrive you will get hurt. You're going to get knocked down and you're going to have to go through a little bit of physical therapy, if you will, to learn how to walk and run again. And the best part about it too, is like, you know, if you have a community of coaches um, that you're learning from and getting support through um, kind of like our, our group, um, you know, as you kind of move through, uh, you know, the maturity of your business, as you grow your business, and as you're going into those walking phases or those, even those running phases, um, there's two things I want everybody to understand is that one is that, just like Maria said, is that just because you're running at one point does not necessarily mean that you're going to be running all the time. Mm-hmm. 
especially if it's different areas of your coaching business too. Yep. Um, I feel that 2000% in my heart. Uh, but the other side of it too, is that maybe you are walking or running in a certain area. Well, then you have the opportunity to help other coaches who may be crawling in that area to work through that process. And no, you probably won't be getting any sort of like financial compensation for that. You know, like we're all just here to help each other. But what you are doing is you're casting your net of, of, um, of influence and, and legacy, you know, because even though you may not be working with their clients directly, that coach is going to learn something from you and then help other people with it. So if you think about it that way, like you're able to multiply and amplify your impact Mm -hmm. in a huge, huge way, simply just because you understand, Hey, everybody's at a different place and that is totally okay. And I know that I'm going to be at that crawling place again. um, Once I learn something new. Yeah. I love that. It's a whole pay it forward conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A huge reason why we do this podcast, you know, like we don't get paid for this. We don't, but <laughs> I, don't. I don't. I don't. Darn you. it. <laughs> no, I don't either. Don't worry. I'm not holding back on you, Cody. You know, and, yeah. and it's, it's like, okay, like we're, we're taking time out of our busy schedules to do this because we just know that, you know, there is that impact net that is important to us. Um, and if we can be that, those people for a certain amount of coaches, then awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, because then it allows those coaches to potentially do the same thing for other coaches too, which then just creates this big, big net of all of these people who are going to be improving their lives. And that's why we're in this. Yeah. It's a ripple effect. We're just throwing, yeah. we're just throwing rocks into the pond and we're watching it ripple. Mm-hmm. Right. That's fantastic. This has been a really great conversation, Cody. I'm really glad that you brought it up for us today. And for those of you listening, just realize once again, that this, these conversations happened with people who are in the group. And so, like I said earlier, if I've got the time, I love to give that time. So if you guys want to pick our brains, have a conversation with us or with any of the other amazing coaches who are in that group, just ask You know, we're not able, we're not, we don't have infinite amount of time to talk to every single person, but we'll make sure that if there's something specific that you have a question about, we'll either be able to answer that ourselves with you, or we can answer it here on the podcast, or we can put you in touch with someone who's in the group who will know what it is that you need to know. So don't hesitate to ask. That's all we're asking from you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So get plugged into that group if you're not, um, it's a, it's growing actually at a pretty good rate, which is pretty awesome to see. I remember when it had like 10 people in it um, <laughs> and it's, it's cool to see where it's at now. And, and it's exciting to see where it's going to be too. Yeah. Um, so definitely hop into that group. And um, of course we also would love it if you could leave a review on the show as well um, or a rating, you know, whatever, I'm not sure which one it is. Review well, or rating? They're both. They're, the they're separate things. Yeah. Rating is just, it's a real quick, you know, touch of the thumb. You can do four, four or five star rating. I mean, you can do any star you want, but we're asking well, for it. <laughs> but if you do. Know, the podcast, how yes. people understand, like, you know, 
what you actually feel about it. It helps us too. Yeah. You know, it gives us feedback. So yeah. So if you have a, a couple good- minutes, a review would actually be awesome because it's going to do all those things that Cody just said. Um, a, a rating is great, but it only lets us know what you think about it. They doesn't let you, us know why. So if you leave a star rating and then also a review with it, we'll know why it is you rated us the way you did. So we appreciate that feedback for sure. Well, thank you, everybody. Um, we are uh, going to be wrapping this up for today. But as always, we'll be back next week. And we hope that you guys have a, uh, a fun and prosperous week ahead. Sounds Thanks, good. Guys. Bye-bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our host by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.